1: When red Robbie comes Bob, bump bob, Bobbing along Along There'll be no more sobbing When he starts robbing his home Sweet song Wake up, wake up You head, Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up The sun is red Live, love, love and be happy What if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields Of flowers but still i listen for us more sobbing when he starts rubbing his own sweet song. I'm just a kid again doing
2: Gain a point to stop the rot. It wasn't vintage, there's room for improvement, but we didn't lose. Welcome to Charlton Live. Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. On this week's uh, show, we'll be looking back, of course, at uh, yesterday's goalless draw uh, with Sunderland. Uh, so six games now without a win, but it does bring to an end that five-game uh, run of defeats. Um, no goals, though. Over seven hours now since
3: we scored a goal. So uh,
2: joining me to have that conversation is uh, Mr. Tom Hey, How are you doing, Tom?
3: Yeah, all good. Delighted with that. That's, yeah. Uh, Stop the rot in it, so yeah. Got to I've, find I've, the positives.
2: Yeah, open open top bus tour about to come down Hopefully. the road. Yeah, yeah. A, I, I, I I'm I'm doing the podcast topless in celebration. Yeah, uh, I've got
3: I, my uh, my slippers off. So yeah, I've got that's, wild.
2: That's as exciting as it gets these days. So uh, on this week's show, uh, we will uh, well we won't hear any highlights. The uh, the recording failed. So there wasn't too many highlights. It was a tight game where obviously Sunderland had. I'd say the majority of the chances and then and then we had a few of our own and nearly nicked it uh, right at the end so that's the highlights for you. Uh Jackson uh we did speak to Johnny Jackson after the game of course we'll hear his views on the performance. We're also going to hear uh from the returning Jaden Stockley played his first full 90 minutes since uh, he went out injured. Uh, at the end of December, so great to see Jaden back in the side. We'll hear from him. We're also going to hear, of course, from the fans bar. Lewis and myself delved into the fans bar and into the Oak uh, to pick up some fans' opinions on yesterday's game. And finally, myself and uh, Charlton commentator Greg Stubbley made a little visit to the Upbeat's kitchen. Uh, before the game yesterday, I wanted to uh, try one of those famous bargy burgers. Uh, so we also spoke to a few of the lads who who work behind the counter there at the Upbeat's Kitchen. We'll hear uh, a little bit of that later on in the pod as well. Make sure you stay tuned for that. It certainly was a a nice way to start the day before the game uh, yesterday. But I mean, as I said, Tom, no highlights. So uh, we can we can dive straight into it. It's, it's nil nil. Um, stop the rot is definitely the phrase that I'm using. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that we were excellent, you know, and. Arguably, I think we were probably reasonably lucky to hold on to a point, considering the amount of chances that Sunderland had in a really dominating, or, or yeah, I'd say hour first first hour. Um, but you know, we 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 dug in, I guess, and could have nicked it ourselves. And I mean, overall, i mean, I, I was reasonably pleased at full time because you know, I mean, we've seen a lot of rubbish recently.
3: Yeah, I think when you when you consider what's gone in the past five or six games, I was absolutely delighted with a point. Um, Like you, I'm not going to say it was necessarily a a brilliant performance by any stretch. uh, They could have definitely scored probably two or three. Um, I'm not sure necessarily, when you talk about that hour, they were dominant for the whole time. But they definitely had spells of kind of two or three 15-minute, 10-15-minute spells throughout the game where they were. uh, You know, we couldn't get out of our own half. The start of the second half in particular and a couple of periods in that that first 45. But... You know, we we dug in. We on the whole defended well. Of course, they got through a couple of times, but as Jacko said, uh, McGovery was there behind them to make saves. Um, and given the goals we have conceded, you know that ball inside the fullback. I think it did happen once in the first half, possibly once in the second, uh, but nowhere near as frequently as it had. And whether the the fact it remained goalless was down to their poor finishing or down to a bit of luck from our goalkeeper or You know, a block off the line like we saw second half. I I don't really care at the moment because, as you said, it stops the rot. It's a base now. It's a platform, and the important thing, I think, and what pleased me was that that desire. I spoke about it on Thursday. You know, under under Jacko, this isn't a team that's going to give up. It's a team that looked like they're at least working for each other, and we saw that in abundance yesterday. Uh, And it's not enough, uh, but it is a start. And given where we've been the last few weeks, I was. Yeah, relatively pleased to come away with that with a point and and something to build on over the next two or three weeks.
2: Yeah, because it, I mean it, it's still we, we were still under heavy pressure certainly in the opening 15, 20 minutes. I think by by the time we hit that half hour mark, uh, Ross Stewart could have had four headed goals. He made one one from a corner uh, that that McGoveray made. I think a fairly comfortable save from. Then he missed three headed chances, two of which were from set pieces again, uh, where he put them wide. Um, and I think there was another one from a cross came in that he put wide as well. So I mean, again, there there were still little chinks in our armour perhaps you know we we, we were beat I mean he's a massive guy <laughs> Ross Stewart and top scorer in League One you can see why with the the threat he posed us but you know there the, the were bits that certainly could have been better in that first half but again we, we rode our luck and then in that second half in in terms of you know last ditch defending we saw we saw a fair bit of it and actually, I think first of all it's got to be a mention for Jason Pierce again coming back into the side leading the centre of that back three and I mean how many times in the second half was he in the right place at the right time to block one of those crosses into the penalty area or or that time he charged down that that effort from from Dennis Serkin as well
3: he was phenomenal yesterday and I think the past two or maybe even three years we've said oh his legs going can he cope certainly that season in the championship it looked perhaps that the level was slightly above him Um, but every I think pretty much every game he's played this season he's been he's been brilliant and we knew he was going to get less game time and that's certainly, I think, the plan is to sort of transition him into some sort of coaching role because uh, I know that's kind of where his passion lies going forwards as well. But he's proven he can still do that job. And as you say, that I, I sit behind the the goal in the North Lower and that first half, you could see him, you know, every single time we got the ball clear, he was bringing uh, Gunter and Lavelle up to a level, keeping them on a line, talking to them both, keeping those, those three tight. Uh, and it made a huge difference. Uh, and I thought, yeah, I, I thought, he really marshaled that, that back three really well. You're right about Stewart. As you say, you know, he poses a threat and, and he did have headers from corners. You know, there's no getting away from that. But I do think we did well to put him off in those situations. Yes, he got the header and yes, he was relatively free. But, you know, we, we hassled him and, and jockeyed him and, and made it difficult for him uh, in parts, I thought. Um and I think the other thing is you go back to Sheffield Wednesday last week, they had that flurry of corners and set pieces right at the start and ultimately five, six minutes in, or maybe slightly later, we we're one nil down. And here it, it had that feeling, you know, they were getting corners, they were getting corners, Pritchard was getting on the ball a lot. But maybe it's my naivety, but I never really felt like Sunderland were going to score. Maybe it's just because it's Sunderland, but that concern wasn't there in the same way as it, you know, when, Sheff- when Sheffield Wednesday scored, it was kind of inevitable. Um, And and as you said there, we rode it out and yes, we didn't really manage to go go and get something the other end. Although when we got that free kick at the end, I thought, here we go, this is going to be a classic Charlton Sunderland and wasn't quite to be. But we've got to start from somewhere and we've been conceding so many goals recently that by by hook or by crook to to get that point and to get that clean sheet, I think is massive and thoroughly deserved based on, on performances of some of those players.
2: Mm, yeah, and we were texting our group, weren't we, at half-time. It did have that feeling that we could just go and nick this, and it it did come close at the end. Um, I mean, how agonising. I mean, You were right behind the goal, so you might have had a, an even closer view, but I don't mean, know how far away was Sam Lavelle from sort of connecting with that that shank from Jaden Stockley?
3: Yeah, it was uh, it Gazza at Euro 96 all over again. You just see him chuck everything at it. I think he would have been offside looking back. Um the flag definitely went up, but I didn't know whether it was for goal kick or not. But having watched it back on the highlights, I think maybe. But even just when it went over to Stockley, you could see he was going to hit it first time. And you thought, if this goes top corner, at the speed he's going to be hitting that ball, the whole place was going to explode. But it wasn't quite to be. And, and I can't remember whether we said it or, or whether it was on the highlights. But I think it might have been Jacko actually said it himself. that It would have probably been a bit harsh on Sunderland to, uh, for us to take all three points. But... I don't agree with Alex Neal necessarily saying we didn't deserve a point. I get what he was saying about them dominating, and I don't know if we even had a shot on target necessarily, but we did defend well in parts. And as I say, yes, they got through the back th- three a couple of times, and, and McGivray had to make saves. But he's part of the team, and he made good saves, and a lot of the time relatively comfortable saves as well. So, yeah, it was a, it was a slight smash and grab, but at the same time I feel like the, the work that they put in and the, the energy and putting their bodies on the line, that is part of the game. And I felt we we were well worth our point in the end. And, yeah. and as I say, something to build on.
2: And one of those players who, who literally put their body on the goal line was, of course, uh, Chris Gunter with that, that clearance after, uh, I can't remember if it was Stuart or Circuit he had it beyond uh, McGovernay and, and Gunter was back there to clear it off the line. I mean, i uh, you know, i have always used to be honest. I'm not always that infused when I see Chris Gunter's name on the team sheet. But to be fair to him, you know, in the second half yesterday, he he was there for that last ditch clearance, and he was part of that defence that, in the end, held on for a for a clean sheet. You know, I, I, in an ideal world, I don't think we see him play every week, but he 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 played a part in that in, in that in that shutout
3: yesterday he was definitely a lot better i think if if anybody in that ground is going to try and defend him i think i'm probably one of those that's that's up there but like a lot of people i've been disappointed with him I, I was at uni in in nottingham when he was at forest for a long time and you know that was more towards the peak of his career so i i know what he's capable of obviously what he's done for wales i know they're not a huge nation but in terms of what he has done there you know he has been successful reasonably for them as well and so I was quite excited when we signed him and, you know, I'm not going to not gonna try and cover it up. He, he's not been as good as I expected. He has been, you know, at fault for, for a few goals. Um, it was interesting to see him line up on the left of that back three. Uh, and as I say, they did get in at least once in that first half round him, but he made that block. I thought his positioning was a lot better and I think part of that possibly down to Piercy as well. Yeah. Um, I still think he needs to tidy up on the ball a little bit. He gave a couple of sloppy passes away, but same could be said for a a few players yesterday. But it was definitely an improved performance from him. And and as I say, based on his career, I know he's capable of that. And it's disappointing that he hasn't perhaps been able to deliver, whether his legs are starting to go or or whether it's confidence or what it is, I'm not sure. But that was one of his better performances for us yesterday. As I say, not faultless, but uh, certainly kept us in the game in that second half and, Again, something to build on. As you say, probably not going to be a, a regular starter, you would hope, but it would be nice to have the comfort that when we bring him on or if we do stick him in for a game, we can rely on him a little bit more like we can with Jason Pierce. and I don't think he's quite got there yet, which which as I say, for, for me, I, I find a bit of a shame, but uh, yeah, much better yesterday um, and as I say, that, that back three in general because I know you've kind of queried Lavelle as well and we had that discussion on, on the WhatsApp and I thought he was a little bit better yesterday as well, so It's small steps, isn't it? There's been a lot of change in that that back three, back five and we've never really settled this season and I don't think we will between now and the end but that clean sheet hopefully breeds some confidence in them.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I did bring up Lavelle. I thought he had a really nervy first half yesterday. Obviously, coincided with that that header back to McGovery where he put it out for a corner um I'm not I'm not sure I've been overly blown away by him yet I know you know he's had a long time out injured he's making the step up there's all that sort of thing but you know he he, maybe when he has a run in the side we'll see that form that that he showed at Morecambe recreated but you know he's played a part in a defence that hasn't kept many clean sheets this season
3: yeah exactly and and I think it's difficult because, again, I go back to something I said on, I don't know if it was Thursday or, or a week or so ago. When we signed a lot of these players on paper, we were quite pleased. You know, Lavelle came with a good reputation. Um, the same could be said of McGivory, obviously, player of the year at, at Pompey. Um, and it, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. There has been a lot of transition. Obviously, Famro came back based on last season. Again, he's had good games. He's had bad games. Um so it's been a difficult one, but as I say, there has been a lot of change in, in that defence in terms of the formation, first of all, between Nigel and, and Jacko, Then trying to learn this wing-back thing, which obviously they've proven they've, they've been uncomfortable with at times. Uh, and then just the the sheer rotation of players in those positions. So it, it can't be easy, um, but at the same time, they're professional footballers and, and they need to kind of get up to speed with that. But yeah, I agree to an extent with you i I thought again he did look a little bit shaky in that first half but certainly improved and there's not many of the defense that i would say had had a consistent run of games at all certainly not in the same position either because they even chris gunter as i say moved over across the back three yesterday so that's something that hopefully we can address next year you know whether ryan gets a contract we'll have to wait and see but whoever our starting three are at the start of next season, we've just got to hope they can stay fit and get some consistency because I feel like that's a good bedrock for those those clean sheets.
2: Other end of the pitch, obviously great to have Jaden Stockley back in the side. And as, as I mentioned, we're going to hear from him later on in the show. Um, he was the one who hooked the ball sort of around the corner and, and played it into Mason Burster. I mean, Mason's getting to the stage now where he he needs a goal doesn't he he's, he's he's missed a few recently if you think about the the one against Milton Keynes at the far post that he had the ball dropped to him at Sheffield Wednesday and now he's had that that one and one yesterday i mean he's as i reiterate every time we speak about him 18 year old still trying to find his way into senior football whether chelsea have signed him or not but i mean just for his confidence you know he, he never stopped running but needs a goal just to i don't
3: know just just to get that that weight off his shoulders To me, it feels like he's trying too hard now. Um, You look at the goals that he was scoring, they were almost kind of coming to him quite naturally, quite relaxed. And obviously a move like that is going to have an effect on somebody so young. Uh, As I've said several times since since it got announced, I don't begrudge him the move at all. I was surprised that they've taken the punt on him, but uh, absolutely for him, he's got to make that decision and go for it. I'm not going to question his attitude either. I think his attitude since he's come back has been absolutely fine. Certainly from what I've seen on the pitch, I don't know what he's like behind the scenes, but he just needs a goal. And he said it himself when he came back, his next one was going to be his most important for Charlton because it would show. And I just feel like that's, you know, the longer that that goes on, that's going to eat away at him a little bit. And he's just so desperate to score that sometimes he doesn't just relax and do what he is good at, which is his finishing. So yeah hopefully he can get something i think he probably needs a spell out but at the moment we can't afford to do it again i thought when lecco came on yesterday just ineffective but again and it's not like the others were were kind of doing too much anyway but that's the first time i've seen Jaden stockley play in the flesh for for a long time uh and it was just so pleasing to see him there i remember when we signed him last summer, I was a little bit wary, uh, not because of him as a player, but because I worried about how it would force us to play to him. Um, but I, I completely take that back. I think he's been brilliant. He's obviously been our talisman and had a brief discussion on, on Twitter yesterday just about his, his leadership from the front and his attitude and him geeing up the other players and his pressing from the front. and. Again, we spoke about that on Thursday, you know, the the pressing as a group. He doesn't let anybody else in that sort of front three or five drop off for a second. He is driving them forward. He's telling them who to press and he's working them all. And, you know, whether you like a striker as a captain or not is perhaps a different discussion. But he's definitely got that leadership quality that drives everybody else. And when you stick Connor alongside him with his work rate, you can see why we were so successful with those two up front. So... Yeah, brilliant to have Jaden back. And as I say, if we can get Connor back as well relatively quickly, then we can just take Mason out a little bit and just give him some time off because I feel like he needs a bit of a break because, as you said, he is just still so young.
2: Mm, Right, well, it's the point. It stops the rot. Let's hear what the Addicts boss, Johnny Jackson, made of the performance yesterday. He came into the press room and I asked him that very question.
4: Uh, Tough battling performance. They're a very good team. Um, Score a lot of goals, you know, cause you a lot of problems. So... Uh, we knew we knew going into it that it was going to be tough. So to come away with a clean sheet, uh, you know, on the back of obviously shipping too many goals, really pleased with that. Good. Uh, I thought we defended excellently. I thought we, uh, as a team, threw our bodies on the line and showed a real heart and spirit. Uh, not vintage, not vintage us. Um, but you know that that will come. Getting 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 some guys back and, you know, just getting that confidence of stopping the losing run. I think I think is a really important important step for us.
2: I was going to say that must be the the most important part today is just to put that run to a stop now.
4: Yeah, of course, of course. It's been tough, you know, no getting away from it. Um, Tough run of fixtures, you know, coinciding with, you know, being probably our most depleted uh, for for, for any stage of the season. So sort of double whammy on that front. Um, I think we're getting guys back now. So, um, certainly light at the end of the tunnel in that regard and, and now we've you know we've gone and put an end to that run we've got a real sort of battling point and, and a clean sheet so it's it's definitely something something for us to build on now
2: could have nicked it at the end there as well that chance for sam nevoe if only was a half an inch taller
4: yeah i mean it's actually it's a great chance for Jaden. uh i think he's gone for goal i don't think he was trying to put it across for sam and yeah probably just come a bit too quick for sam great great chance Great chance. It would have been nice to nick it, obviously. I think it would have been a bit harsh on Sunderland, uh, to be honest. But, um, you know, we would have taken it. But, you know, great to see him still on the pitch, Jaden, uh, in the 95th minute, you know, because he's been out a long time. He's only had 45 minutes of football. And uh, I think he's shown how important how important he is to our team.
2: How was he feeling after that? And the same for Scott, who got the best part of an hour, wasn't it?
4: Scott, he came on, off on 65, um... Yeah, good for him to get them minutes i think he was just starting to tire in the game which is understandable considering you know covid uh, hit him pretty hard uh, it's taken taken time but he'll be he'll be much much improved for the for the 65 minutes uh, and jaden yeah jaden's tired he put a great shift in but he's come through he's unscathed. um you know he's he, he's feeling good as far as injury's concerned obviously he's just going to he's going to be a bit knackered for the next couple of days but uh, he's got a week to recover before we go again
2: we saw some spells in, in that game as, as why Sunderland are so far up the table as they are, but I guess you'd be pleased your, your side showed some grit and determinations to stick in it when they're on top.
4: Yeah, absolutely. That was that was key for me today. We, you know, we spoke all week as a group about what we needed to do and how we needed to be more resolute um, and we needed to, to base things off of a clean sheet. So I think we've showed that side of it today, definitely. Um, I've had a response from the players from, from what the questions that I asked of them um, uh, and the discussions that we had this week, that were, you know, uh, open and honest and uh, important, and uh, I, I've got a response from the lads today. I think they they should be pleased with themselves because, uh, to a man, they put a shift in. It wasn't it wasn't vintage us, like I said, and we need to be better uh, going forward and in possession. But as far as uh, Hard work and spirit. I think you know they showed that in abundance.
2: It's good to get the clean sheet at the other end. Obviously, the the run without a goal goes on. But do you feel like you're sort of getting closer now that, that Jaden's back? I mean, um, there was a good chance for Mason today, as well as those two for Sam towards the end.
4: Yeah, I think having Jaden in the team gives you a chance. Um, he scored a lot of goals already. He's an important player. I don't think we we got enough crosses in the box today, and we didn't work their their keeper enough uh, having him back. But Mason's obviously had a had a chance there and you know he hasn't he, he hasn't uh managed to find the goals recently so you know there is that's it's an obvious area of the pitch where we need to improve um but guys are coming back there will be more sort of competition for places coming up and uh that will definitely um help us in the, you know the last stretch of the season
2: it's important now that this result is a is a springboard for the for the rest of the season
4: yeah of course it was I said in them discussions that that, that that I spoke about there that we had uh, two months. There's two months for, on Monday morning when we had them. There was two months of the season and 12 games to play for, and let's not let's not waste a minute of any of any of those. So um, it's a good start to that period. Uh, now there's 11 left and seven weeks. It's what you know. What are we going to do? Um, what are you going to do as individuals? What are you going to bring to the party? Uh, over these coming weeks, because we don't want the season to fizzle out, we want to finish strong. Um, and I think, you know, look, looking at the, the games that we've got coming up and, and getting bodies back to come and help us, which have obviously uh, been to our detriment over recent weeks, I think it gives us a good opportunity to build on this now and, and, and try and finish strong.
5: Um, character is the big word today the team showed from real good character to obviously stop that um, losing streak that's obviously something that you'll want to sort of continue going into the end of the
4: season won't you yeah of course can't be I think you're right we did show a lot of character can't be a can't be a one-off and I'm sure it won't be we um, you know like I said there's a lot of questions asked of them by myself by my staff uh, and by them of us this week and, and a real sort of good open conversation and we know that we all need to do more. Uh, we need to show more character, if you like. And uh, I, think, I think we've all done that today. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with my players because they uh, gave me everything out there. Um, you know, we didn't get the win, but we got a good point and, uh, and a good clean sheet. Is is it a specific
5: conversation you've had this week? Has it been led by you or the or players? Obviously, Jaden's come out and said, you know, everyone should be hurting. But was there a specific moment this week that really you and the team came together to have that open and
4: honest exchange? Yeah, Monday morning we had a we had a a long meeting, uh, different to what we would normally have after a game. Um, Clear the air, let everyone have have their say. What we need to do better as a group, but as individuals. Um, you know, I don't want finger pointing and excuses. You know, we can all do more. We can all do better. None of us are pleased with the run that we've been on. We all, well, we all should like uh, dislike losing. I hate losing, um, and I'm sure the boys do as well. So we needed to put a stop to that. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was a good meeting. It was a good, really good week on the back of it. And uh, but I think you know they backed it up on the pitch today as well. Um, with their character
5: I think obviously not, not finger pointing but it's, it's a funny one if you look at the, the Football League one example obviously Ole Gunnar Solskjaer caretaker manager on the back of some good results and then obviously it leads to the and I think Ross Embleton at Orient in that is that, is, it's, it's been strange because you've had a sort of similar sort of run. You I think you won seven of your first ten, and then it's now only three of the twelve. Is, is yeah. there a sort of psychological thing in the team that obviously, or at teams, you know, Manchester United, lot, where literally, you know, oh, when well, you're not the caretaker anymore, and the kind of players switch off? Maybe.
4: I don't think so. I think having four strikers injured, um, and about three others missing important players. Uh, plays a part in, and then you go on a real sort of tough run of fixtures against good teams that can beat anyone on their day. Um, so I don't think it's it's psychological. I don't think anyone's. I say, I mean, I don't look back at when um, it became permanent. I look at my tenure from the day that I took over, and I, and, I, and I believe the players do as well. Um, and we we have moved on. We have moved on from where we was. Um it's been a tough run. That's going to happen to any, any manager, any team. But uh, like I've said before, you know, if you take four, five, six important players out of any team or squad, I think you're going to feel the pinch. And I think that's all it's been, personally.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
3: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
6: Is there, heads it away, can
4: Lee pick it up, yes he can, ahead of Kamara, now sends Washington on that right hand side, he's in space,
7: Washington, into the area he goes, can he drill it home, yes yeah! he can! oh Connor Washington, put shot, to it up, and could that be the game,
1: a lovely ball out, Connor Washington on the run, Burstow was in the middle, but Connor Washington drills it home.
2: Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. I hope everyone is enjoying the show. Just before the break there, we heard from the Addicts boss, uh, Johnny Jackson. Uh, I mean, he, he admitted still room for improvement, but it's a point. And, and obviously that, that again, for him, that will take a weight off his shoulders because I mean they needed to find a way to, to stop that rot. And, you know, he, he, he switched things up in terms of four changes yesterday. He was able to call upon Jaden and scott fraser for the first time you know he was asked there at the end of that clip about the the form dropping off when he became permanent manager and and, you know he puts it down to purely the you know mainly mainly the injuries you know he he thinks that that's made a massive difference he was like you heard the question was asked whether he it was a coincidence that it happened soon after he became permanent boss And and he said he doesn't look at his tenure as you know two halves before he was permanent and you know and after it's his tenure and he just thinks we had a good start and now it's gone off the boil a bit since the, the injuries
3: came in. Yeah, I completely agree with him as well. I think he's never going to come out and say, yeah, I got made permanent and the boys slacked off anyway. But I, I think he's right. And I think injuries have played a huge part. Obviously, we've had a, a tough old fixture list recently as well. Uh, and also, you know, any team can go through patches. You know, Sunderland, our opposition yesterday or off the back of what was it four or five defeats before that that win at Wigan so and they're a team that are still pushing for the playoffs so you know all teams we saw Rotherham lose yesterday as well and they've been flying up at the top of the league so you expect it you know you're not going to win every game there are going to be ups and downs now perhaps our down is a little bit more than we expected but again those other factors the injuries the fixture schedule all of that sort of stuff I think that plays a part as well and and ultimately, and again, I said this uh, a couple of shows ago. Like those players in there are now playing for next season. Uh, they're playing for a contract. They're playing to see if their future is here. And ultimately, Jacko, if he's going with this these wing backs and the the five three two or three five two, he knows what he wants from those players and the sorts of players he wants. And I think probably he is putting square pegs in round holes a little bit at the moment, um, out of necessity. So. I think it's very difficult to judge him too much this year. Uh, I think he's right. Questions have been asked of him and of the players and and rightly so. But I think a performance like yesterday shows that they haven't given up yet. And as we've all said, the the sad reality is all we've got to do is get through to the end of this season now and see what happens in the summer. And I think some of those questions were a little bit asked, uh, sorry, answered in a week with the the Sangard interview and the Q&A did uh, with the supporters trust. And yeah, it's a shame for us as fans that we're already having to think like that, but that's the reality. But as he said, he doesn't want them to drop off. They are playing for their futures and, you know, we've got some games between now and the end of the season that he will eye up as games we can go and win. Um, And we can still have an effect on the top and bottom of the table with the teams we're playing as well. Hopefully the bottom not involving us. So yeah, I'm a, I still think, as I've said, he's the right man. It's just about, as I say, what he can do in the summer now. So, yeah, I don't think there's a lot that can make, kind of change my mind between now and the end of the season. We've just got to get through it. Mm,
2: yeah. Uh, right. Let's have a look at some of the tweets then uh, that have come in. Richard Justin says, I felt Stockley made a massive difference in some ways. It was his defensive presence at corners that that we have missed. And I mean, I, I did say I still, I still felt we lost Ross Stewart a little bit too easily a couple of times. Uh, yesterday but I mean it's it's notable while he's been out that our our record of conceding from set pieces has been so poor Tom.
3: Yeah and again uh, from where I sit you can see it we obviously had I don't know they must have had at least four or five in that first half and I know they were lining up with their little I can't even remember what they call it now but the kind of the train is The bus stop is it? That's it yeah so they were all (laughs) yeah they were all in a line but You could see Jaden again, marshalling those players, getting him into position and he definitely won a header from at least one set piece into the box, possibly two in that first half and and I think a couple in the second half as well. So, yeah, vitally important at both ends. And again, you take someone like that at your side, it's no surprise that, that we've dropped off. You want a squad that can cope with that better, but we haven't been able to do that. But yeah, so important that we've got him back now.
2: Yeah, Allen says a Maka saved us from defeat. Would have taken a draw before the game to end the losing run. Stockley back makes us a completely different team. I hope that Connor and Chucks can come back soon to give us the options. And boring, I know, but try getting a clean sheet the rest of the season uh, and then build from there. I mean, Maka mentioned there again. I mean, that there are times with, with Maka, I, I just feel he can either be a bit hesitant or a bit indecisive when it comes to he coming off his line every now and then uh, I mean no, no doubt he, he tends to be a reasonable shot stopper uh, as we saw in, in times yesterday it was a great save to his right hand side sort of the last 10 minutes from uh, uh, from from Stuart when, when he when he broke through but yeah what, what have you made of, of Macca this season obviously came with, with high expectations after being the player of the year at Portsmouth yeah
3: it's another one sorry to go back to our little WhatsApp group but another one we were talking about at half time wasn't it and I think what annoyed me yesterday I think there's two things that you mentioned one is, is the coming off his line, he's not a keeper that does that really he tends to leave it to his defenders uh, and I think the other thing is uh, is distribution, there were a couple of times where he did get the ball uh, and there were players breaking, the likes of Fraser or DJ and obviously it's much easier when you're sat up in the stands to see it but he just hesitated and didn't make that that pass and get that ball out and I like to see a keeper give it a go. Now, obviously, if he does it and gets it wrong and it goes out, people are on his back anyway. So perhaps maybe it was a tactic. You know, we were under the cosh. The game was coming at us quite quickly. Maybe it was a tactic to just slow it down a little bit. But those are the two areas where I think I'm a little bit disappointed. Ultimately, he's a goalkeeper and he's there to stop goals going in. And I think he does that aspect very, very well. (laughs) I know maybe not recently, but... I think his shot stopping on the whole is good, as you say. He made a couple of good saves yesterday. The the Pritchard free kick looked like like it might have been creeping in, and, and as you say, that Stewart save in the second half, uh, in particular, were were good good saves. Uh, and he's done that, I think, relatively well throughout the season. Um, and he took a little while to settle in, uh, but certainly if he was going to be our, our number one next season, again, I would have no problem with that. Um, again, it goes back to that that back three in front of him as well. He's had a lot of change in front of him and. Over the past few years, we've seen how important it is for a goalkeeper to just have some consistency in front of him and he hasn't really had that. So again, it might be something that, that if we can get that right over the summer and we can get some some regulars in front of him as well, then maybe there's a better understanding there and especially if some of the ones from this year are still there and they know each other a bit better, then then that could help. But yeah, I think he's been OK. He's not blown me away, but I don't think he's been too bad either.
2: Right. Robert Shaw says, we've got to stop the losing streak. It doesn't matter how. So good enough uh, motto in the Curbs era. So good enough for me now. Build on it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's certainly how I felt at full time yesterday, Robert, even though, as I said, it, it wasn't vintage by, by any stretch. Uh, Charm Dreaming says, good to stop the losing streak. Not in love with the 3-5-2, 5-3-2 though. Uh, get better players in with the skill to play at different formations. Lack of flexibility and insistence on the 3-5-2 or 5-3-2 makes me worry about JJ. I want him uh, to succeed. Tom says we didn't have a lot going forward, but thankfully the defence and mainly Maka look much better than in recent times. Uh, Hopefully with an easier run of games coming up, we'll get to that 50-point mark. I mean, uh, nine nine points by the rally zone. You got any concerns there,
3: Tom? No, no. uh, I've kind of gone back and forth, haven't I? I think last Sunday I said no, then... Uh, was it last Sunday maybe it was before the Sheffield game I said no and then after that I was a little bit more concerned Uh, now we've got that point again having seen us play in the flesh uh, the MK Don's game had me worried this game seems to me to say that we've got enough to to stay stay kind of mid table Uh, I guess we've just been so Jekyll and Hyde the, the whole season really I still don't know exactly what sort of team we are Um, what that identity is and and whatever. But I I don't think we'll get relegated. I think I said this last week, we're not too big to go down by any stretch, but I do think there's enough teams between us and the relegation zone. I think there's enough teams that are worse than us. Uh, And I think ultimately with with Jaden back and hopefully Connor back relatively soon too, Scott Fraser back in the side, uh, I think we'll have enough goals in us to get over the line. But I know the last seven hours or so doesn't say that. But I think going forward, we will we will get there, which, as I say, still isn't really enough. But it will do for now, I think.
2: Yeah, right. Um, James says, uh, the only stat we won was yellow cards, 4-2. Uh, but it stopped the losing streak. Plus, you know, we, at least we won something, James. Uh, that's decent enough. Toothless, though, uh, in the attack once again. Yeah, I think, you know, we're not... We're certainly not, not firing on all cylinders in that department. Right, Grant says the ref was an idiot. He let most of their fouls uh, go. Simon says the only positive from yesterday was grinding out a draw. The last six games have highlighted one key point. We need significant investment in the squad uh, and time on the training pitch to get us into position where we are serious at promotion contenders. Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of the fallout from the, the sangard interview and then his, his, his uh, Q&A with a trust uh, during the week was about, you know, the... Uh, the, the way that our recruitment's going to work this year, and obviously the, the reliance on um, on Martin Sangard and, and apparently it sounds like he he unearthed Scott Fraser, who, who none of us had ever ever heard of before, uh, I believe. Uh, so I mean, it, it, it's about whether there is that confidence that the summer's recruitment's going to go well. That, that's still a
3: massive question mark for me. Yeah, I think. Well, uh, I again said it over the past couple of shows. That's the important thing. I think our entire season this season has kind of rested on the fact that we got our transfer business done late and didn't really get a a decent preseason with a regular start in 11 um and and that has to happen it's it's very easy and I know we do it a lot to just compare directly back to that pal season but business was done early and and that's the important thing and we've got time now we know pretty much what division we're going to be in next year sangard has been here for a couple of years now so he's got a very clear plan and strategy we know that Jacko's going to be here next season so we can be going out to players and they know what they're signing up for it's very clear and either they want to come or they don't and if they do and they're the right player then just let's get it sorted to a point where when that transfer window opens in the summer they come in straight away we get a decent pre-season in there and start to mold our squad because that two months or whatever the, the off season is two or three months is vital to getting that start in 11 right and then we can hit the ground running as opposed to the slow start we had this year and in the past few years with with transfer issues that we've started the season very very slowly so uh yeah whether it can happen remains to be seen um but for me if we have any chance of going up next year it, it has to it has to happen quickly uh, and ultimately obviously we need the right players in but we may not know that until the season actually gets underway but we have mm-hmm. to get it done as soon as we can.
2: Lovely stuff. Right, last couple of the tweets. David says we've stopped the rot. It's something to build on. Uh, but still, no shots from targets. And I draw things that we should have, though, uh, score, uh, scored at least one goal yesterday. Right, well, let's hear from uh, one of the men in the uh, front line for the Addicts. Jaden Stockley, 14 goals uh, in all competitions uh, so far this season. Obviously, he reached that target uh, before December, before he went off. Uh, with his his back injury. Um, Still the top scorer, despite having those three months out. It does say a lot about where we've been uh, this season in terms of our firepower. Uh, With Connor Washington sitting in uh, second with nine uh, league goals to his name. Uh, But no one uh, really able to come anywhere near to catching up with with Jaden Stockley. So great to see him back in the side. uh, His first full 90 minutes uh, since playing uh, in December. So uh, he came in to speak to me after the game yesterday. I asked him how he was feeling. Uh, after the uh, the run out he had yesterday, um,
6: very tired towards the end. Um, but I think you could see from everyone on the pitch how much it meant um, when you lose quite a few games like we have back to back. Confidence in terms of especially on the ball, you can see you can see that we're uh, we're trying to get somewhere. I think it, today was all about getting back to basics, S- uh, similar to the Sutherland away performance. Back to basics and. Uh, to just try and stop the momentum the the loss of momentum that we've had
2: yeah cuz it feels like a, an important point for exactly that reason I'd say
6: it is an important point where we are at the moment we know that in hopefully in weeks to come you know that that points like that won't be good results It will especially at home our our, our home form was such was so good uh, a few weeks before and that's something that we're desperate to get back uh, so a point you know in in weeks time won't be good enough but this week it certainly feels like uh, we, we've gained a little bit of momentum back
2: What's going through your mind when Sam Lavelle was about an inch away from your volley in the last minute?
6: Uh, I couldn't feel my legs from sort of 60 on, so (laughs) it, it came to me and I just thought... Headlines, I'm and then I've shanked a volley into Sam's path so I can claim it as a pass, nearly. <laughs> That's how much I shanked it.
2: Yeah, Jacko said you were going for gold.
6: Yeah, I was. I was you already said to me, side foot by foot, all or nothing. Eh? I'm going <laughs> going for it and just wasn't rewarded. after will save it for the next one.
4: Yeah.
6: And
2: obviously, with your long time out, in terms of your, your fitness, how do you feel physically after that?
6: Yeah, good. I've really looked after myself. I think to get through 90 today was huge for me, um, confidence-wise, in my body. Um sometimes you're waiting to feel something um, the only thing that I couldn't really jump towards the end so I was calves were cramping up uh, but it's football you got to get on with it I've been conditioned to play games since I was young um, and I think looking after myself whilst I've been injured now has uh, allowed me to do that and the uh, staff here and everyone has is, is, is given me, me that platform to play 90 minutes yeah,
2: how did you find being out all this time it was, is it your first injury I, thought, yeah. I heard you say with yeah Joe
6: it's Wilkins really tough talk. yeah it was really tough um, I just to look, look at people around me I, was, I drew inspiration from people like Cask, how hard they worked so I thought if if the the bad luck that he's had, he's on the other side of it now and he's looking fantastic. And if I can draw a little bit of inspiration from people like him, then, you know, it makes my time out seem quite insignificant when you've got lads like that who've been out a long time.
2: It felt like you were making an impact in both boxes and I think that's something Charlton probably missed over over the last few weeks. We conceded a lot of goals from set pieces while you're out. Is that something that you find frustrating knowing that if you could be in there and you could deal with it?
6: Yeah, a bit of old school grit, I think. I think in times like this, what we needed, the fans wanted to see a bit of passion. Not that we haven't shown passion in the last few games, it's just that uh, um, needs must in, in certain people like that. We had a few warriors on the pitch that were defending with their lives and we needed Maka, who I thought was outstanding today. He made some absolutely brilliant saves. And uh, he should take a lot of the plaudits today. That's why you need your goalkeeper there, and he's shown him a few times this season. He's an unbelievable shot stopper.
2: Well, it's a pleasure to speak to Jaden Stockley. Uh, he was uh, engrossed in a conversation with Greg Stubley about cricket when I walked into into the, into the little radio room to do the interview. Uh, yeah, big cricket fan as well. It turns out, uh, Jaden Stockley. I mean, uh, next season we keep him. We keep Connor.
3: Is that is that the front two that could fire us to promotion if they're fit? Uh, I think we probably need some more backup. I don't feel like we've had enough behind them this season. Obviously, Chucks is there as well, but whether we can rely on him, I know he sort of when he started his return, if you like, I think it was away at Cheltenham, was it, that we first saw him? Got his goal there, played a couple of other 90 minutes, I think, straight after, um, but then obviously has got this injury, so... On his day, in this at this level, we know what Chucks is capable of. It's just about whether he can stay fit. So I think we need at least one more striker. But I'd be more than happy with those two being the front two. But again, it's just down to fitness, really. They've both had their problems this year. As I say, Chucks as well. And if you're going with unreliable strikers, then you have to have at least four of them that you can rotate in. So that's my concern. In terms of their quality, I've got no concerns at all. I think they're both good enough and they form a lovely partnership. Uh, It's just whether they could stay fit because, as you say, we've had Stockley out for three months and and ultimately that's been a huge part of the reason we're where we are and we can't afford to do that again next year. You know, we've all said it, Sangard has said it himself, the the aim is top two, as it should be, Uh, and you don't get top two if your key man and your main striker and your top goal scorer is out for three months of the season. Mm.
2: Right, McSquared sends in an email The only thing that mattered against Sunderland uh, was keeping a clean sheet and therefore avoiding defeat and that's exactly uh, what we did The way we achieved it was totally irrelevant The other positives were Stockley getting through 90 minutes and the fact that the bottom six all lost, so in the dire circumstances it was definitely a point gain Finally, we have a result that can be used as a possible springboard with Stockley in the side, at least we have a chance of avoiding defeat even if he doesn't come close to scoring. For the moment we will all have to settle for that, bring on uh, the next match. And, uh, yeah, it's Aquinton away next weekend. Another long journey for the travelling addicts. I'll see you all up there, I'm sure, if uh, if you're making uh, the trip. Also, hello to Jonathan West from the Upbeats. So you uh, uh, sent in a, a message into the into the Charlton Live uh, DMs, uh, sent, uh, enjoying himself at the game yesterday. I hope you're well, uh, Jonathan. Uh, away from... Uh, we, we our unbeaten run against Sunderland is remarkable, or you know, we we. But unfortunately, the, the women's side let us down today. They actually lost to Sunderland. Uh, the the uh, Mackhams have done the double uh, over the Addicts uh, in, in women's football, 2-0 loss up at, um, up at Sunderland today. So a disappointing uh, result there. Right, uh, let's hear some more views on yesterday's game uh, in the fans bar. Myself and Lewis both delved into the fans bar. I was in the crossbars, Lewis was in the Oak. Uh, we spoke to some Charlton fans and find out what they made of yesterday's performance.
7: Well, do you know what? It's an absolute joke, isn't it, at the moment? You've got to think about first half... Barely put three or four passes together. I can't even remember having a shot on target. And, you know, at the moment, I just don't think Johnny Jackson's got the belief of the players. And it's just, unless we do something drastic, just, I don't know what's going to happen next, to be honest. I think we need to really kind of maybe look to get a new manager because at the moment it's just, that was awful. That first half in particular, there's nothing going for us. I can't see where any chance is coming from. No belief from any of the players. And, uh, yeah just absolutely ridiculous disappointing 90 minutes of nothing from both teams luckily Sunderland I'm glad they didn't bring their A game because if they rung their A game a very very good outfit luckily today they they didn't and we got a point because they won off the scratch our performance doesn't rectify the point we didn't deserve the point the point's a great result we defended okay attacking wise deserved nothing so we relied on them being not as up to scratch as they normally are. Lucky for us, brilliant. Run away with a point. have you heard
8: that. I thought we played quite well, to be fair. I thought it was nice to see Stockley back 100%, Dad. Yeah, like I, say, I think Stockley made a big difference. We've missed him up front. Um, and also, to be honest, we are a bit of a bogey team for Sunderland. Yeah, Our track record against Sunderland, as we everybody in the
7: chat fans know, is pretty good. I watch watch, I'd rather watch my Nan play solitaire. There's nothing there was nothing for either team to take from that. Couple of for them, couple of edits for us. Did anyone else have a shot with their foot? Eh. It was average. Well, of course, you know, being a long-term troll fan, you think that Jacko deserves a job, right? But, you know, from what you could see today, it, just, it feels like the belief is gone. I just can't really see it. I'm just at the moment, I don't see where uh, any goals are coming from. And that's the that's bottom line. I, I also played
8: well. think that Jair has really well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. More defensively than attackingly, but, yeah. you know, the boy's got to do a job. And uh, number two, I actually, I've been a bit critical of him in weeks, but I think the played quite we, well. We look more, more of a unit. So, yeah. I think yeah. going forward... If we can play like that for the rest of the season, we might get some respectability. I think. Probably about twelve
7: or thirteen. Well, no, look, it's great to get the fans in, isn't it? And that's important to get that fan base keep growing. Of course it is, but at the same time, you know, you do need to really sort of back those boys that have been there from the start and that, that do religiously go every week. Because you know, to, to turn out every week and watch what you watch today is just—it's not—it's not right. It's not fair. You know, You need definitely need to sort of rethink things. And uh, you know, so I would say that. Based on that, we've got got to sort of think about it and, you know, get really back the fans that have been going because, you know, it's not fair to keep going and watching that every week. I
8: think I speak on behalf of us both. I like Sandergaard. I think he's got good intentions. I just hope, I've I've seen a lot of Twitter, I follow it quite thingly. I think that some people are quite quick to react. I think that they've got to give Johnny Jackson time. Listen, give him another season. If it's not working out, then we'll come to that conclusion. But a bit more money and the the lab will do well.
2: There we go. Thanks to those of you who who spoke to us in the fans bar. Yesterday, had a a father and daughter combo as well in in crossbars who were very well uh, enjoyable to speak to. Thanks for, for those of you who did have the chat. Uh, yesterday. Um, now, before yesterday's game, and this is something I've been eager to do for a while now. Ever, si- ever since I saw Nathan buy one of these barge burgers and he put it on Twitter and I thought, oh, that looks quite nice. So I was like, well, actually, the, the Upbeats kitchen uh, that the community trust and, and Gather and Gather, the, um, uh, the the people who provide the hospitality uh, down there in the bottom of the covered end, uh, have opened up the Upbeats kitchen where a lot of the the lads from the Chocolate and Upbeats uh, are paid to go and work, to, to, to cook and, and to serve food. Uh, and, and to make these absolutely glorious bargy burgers now so yesterday uh, myself and Greg Stubley, before the game we uh, took a stroll on over uh, to the Upbeats kitchen uh, to taste some of the food and to chat to some of the lads who work there behind the counter <laughs> Right, so a couple of hours before kick off here uh, we're in the valley just uh, maybe half an hour or so before the fans start to come in but I'm here with Champion commentator Greg Stubbly. Greg, um, I mean, only one reason for us to be here this early is to come and try the food at the Upbeat's Kitchen.
6: Yeah, I could smell it from, I mean, where we were in the press box, not too far, uh, press rooms, not too far away and you could smell it. As soon as you came up, we were like, oh, where is it? And you could smell it from miles yeah. away. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. It's, it looks amazing. The guys seem really enthusiastic to, to give us the food as well. So, yeah, I can't wait to, to have a try some.
2: A couple of hours before the Sunderland Games, we're all in good, good, spirits, good at spirits at the moment. <laughs> so we're not going to hear this too after, but I mean, how, how do you think the game's going to go today?
6: Uh, well, I mean, on paper you'd say we're going to struggle but this is a Charlton side that has this season had games where we thought we'd struggle and has got results notably away at Sunderland at Stadium Light you know if we start well get the first goal um, you never know what could happen
2: Right so in order to get through the game and all the work we've got to do during the game we're going to need some pre-match sustenance so William you're going to Tell us a little bit. I mean first of all with how long have you been working here then at the Upbeats Kitchen? It's quite a new quite I a new thing. I
9: can't remember, a so couple of weeks or something. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. and do you enjoy working here?
9: Of course, I loved it, yeah. Yeah,
2: what's your what's your favourite thing about, about working here? So it's
9: meeting new people, um setting to other bands oh, at uh actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thought,
7: uh 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 yeah. uh uh yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah.
9: yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's my friend James. mean um, yeah. he's just talking about um people like to get a drink from here, yeah. get a point from Four Forces.
6: So,
2: so how, how long have you been part of the Cheltenham Upbeats? As I don't well? know how long. Yeah, for a number of years. But do, do you play in the football team as well? Yeah. Yeah. What position do you play? I
9: play um central midfield or a goalkeeper or like a reserve goalkeeper. Yeah.
2: yeah. And how important is it to you to be part of the Cheltenham Upbeats?
9: Oh, it's important to me. because it's my life. And I only play for a team anyway, so I know I'm be famous. So yeah. I was
2: going to say, so is, is this a, the first job you've had? No, I did
9: woodwinds in Toby Carvery.
2: Toby Carvery? Yeah, yeah.
9: In, De- in Eden Park in Beckenham.
2: Oh, I used to go to that one.
9: Yeah, <laughs> and, and then I did, I work in Bromley Football Club.
2: Oh, I used to go yeah. to Bromley as well.
9: <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I did team at Bromley. So you
2: have experience of working in this field? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, right, so ahead of today's game, um I'll ask you I'll ask you about Charlton playing Sunderland. Yeah. Do you feel confident that Charlton can win today? I'm
9: not sure. Um <laughs> not quite a good team they are, Sunderland. They're quite equal team to me. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be um to two, two, two,
2: two Sunderland. Yeah. Very diplomatic, I think Sunderland mm. are better than us. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,
1: yeah.
2: Right, so on on to the food today. So yeah. what what food would you recommend that me and Greg ought to try from the Upbeat oh, Kitchen? Oh
1: uh,
9: uh, my uh, uh, salad. So We've we got salad, um, yeah. onion, onion barge burger, um, so
2: oh, no. The onion barge burger. I mean, yeah. d- I'll mean, i be honest, the barge burger is the reason I came. So yeah. so if I can buy one of these barge burgers, yeah. are you right to set that up on the till for me? Of course, yeah. Thank you. No, no. Go on, go on.
9: Thank you. Do
2: you want it for me? The onion burger. That was great. That would be £4.50, please. Very good. So is my that ready? Yep. There we that go. fruit. Perfect. Right. Yeah. So let's try it then. Sure Normally I'd. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Normally I'd have a pint as well, but because I'm working, I'm not yeah, allowed. Yeah, so.
6: Yeah,
2: yeah. So I'll just, I'll just try the burger. That's yes. ready. Wow, It looks amazing. burger Thank you.
9: Yeah, we quality.
2: Mm. Is it quality. That's high quality. That's delicious. Right. Yeah. Exactly how, as good as I thought it would be as well. Yeah. Well, lovely. Thank you very much. A bit of mayo in it as well. Mm. Yeah, a bit of mayo. Yeah. Onion barge, a bit of salad. And that's yeah. a pretty posh bun as well, yeah.
9: yeah. come on yeah. come and come on down and come and your onion bhaji first. And um
2: mm-hmm. finally of course it's only a few weeks until the upbeats will already signed up. Yeah. Um loads yeah. of Trump yeah. fans will want to sign up. How, how how important would it be to you if loads of Trump yeah, fans sign up to, to that? to
9: us, because we are like a, sorry, uh, we're like our family together and we're like best mates for this football sultan and, and we go around the places. We go to Belfast, Birmingham, and Wolverhampton. him to And yeah, oh, so sure. coming up in June, we're going to Belfast coming up middle of the week. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, we can't wait. We can't wait,
7: for the, we can't wait for the walk. Our loved ones, our parents, uh, are involved uh, in that, and um, our coaches, our tailor, Carl. T- t- they are nice at these wonderful work for us every single year. So we want to say special thank yous to them. So Those can be a great thing for everyone can be part of the, the walk and all of our, and please come down and see us.
9: All we'll the magic massive shout out there to our soldier fans and our coaches, coach Terry, and thank you for our support, our coaches. You have very amazing coaches you are.
2: There we go. It's a, a lovely experience and a very delicious burger as well. Actually, I have to say, I don't know if you've had a chance to try one yet, Tom, but um, it was uh, considering food in football stadiums is normally absolutely rubbish. That was that was actually quite. I was pleasantly surprised by how
3: delicious it was. I mean, I've heard only good things, uh, and obviously, I, I saw Naif's bargee, if you'll pardon the expression, uh, at the the last time we went. So. Definitely want to get one, but haven't yet. I don't know if they do Tuesday night games. Um, if yeah, they do, so, yeah. I'll try and get. Yeah, so I'll try and get one at the Gillingham game. Um, I can't make. Is it Burton at home the Saturday after? So I can't make that one. But definitely going to try and have one before the end of the season because, as I say, I've heard only good things and they look amazing.
2: Yeah, and we've obviously got the upbeats walk coming up on the uh, the final home game uh, of the season, which is uh, on the twenty third uh, of April. So if you haven't signed up yet, make sure you go to the. Charlton Athletic Community Trust uh, website. Sign up there for the walk. We'll walk from Sparrows Lane uh, to the Valley to help raise money uh, to keep the uh, the the program going. And as uh, as William said, you know the upbeats uh, are his life, and uh, it's a really important program. Uh, and uh, a really good thing that that Carl and and Terry and everyone at the Trust does. So make sure you you, you go and sample the burgers, sign up for the walk, uh, get involved. It's the the sort of community spirit that Charlton uh, is all about. Right, we've run out of time on uh, this week's Charlton Life. Thanks to all of you who've tuned in. Don't forget, we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, to look ahead to the game with Aquinton Stanley uh, next week. So if you want to have your say on that show, make sure you email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us uh, at chelton live. Thank you very much to Tom uh, for joining me this evening. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. I'll be going to bed thinking of Nathan's bargee because of you. Uh, I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again on Thursday. Charlton live. Charlton live. <laughs>